Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are hosting the second in a series of our Soul Search Tuesdays, and we are going to welcome Rasha on uh, when we come back from the break. She is the author of Oneness, uh, The Calling, and A Journey to Oneness, A Chronicle of Spiritual Emergence. And I don't know about you, Linda, but I've been toting this big, what is it? I got it right here, 552-page uh, book around making my way through it page by page because the study of spirituality can get really really confusing and overwhelming but I think you know we talked a little earlier today about how easy it can be with just a few simple principles yeah I think so uh, we want to make it as simple as possible especially to our our listeners and for ourselves so that it doesn't become this big oh my god I'll never be able to do that kind of thing uh, just like small little bites so that we can really start to see the effects in our day-to-day lives. Well, and that's what I, you know, what I'm searching for, and I think most people are searching for. We want something that starts now, you know, that we don't have to do for 10 weeks before we see results. You know, what can we do today? What can we do right now to make a difference? And I know, Linda, I don't know if you feel the same way about some of this stuff, but, you know, you look at the headlines on the Internet or on the news, and everything is about Ebola. You know, 1.4 million people are going to be affected, and, you know, you look at ISIS and all the stuff going on there. It's so much negativity. It's hard not to feel stressed out just by waking up in the morning. No, well, that's why I choose not to listen to the news continuously. I may listen once a, once a day, and, and I listen to the business news because, I, you know, you can take the girl out of Wall Street, but you can't take Wall Street out of the girl. Um, and so you keep hearing these things over and over again. But, you know, you can just, you can either, you know, get into it with all your heart and soul, or you can look at it like you're watching a movie and just let it pass by and say, oh, that's interesting, and that's uh, 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 that, uh, 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 but I got my own life going on here, and um, I choose to focus on that. Right, and I choose not to get involved. I mean, that's the one thing that I've been really working on uh, this week is selectively blocking out. You know, because I'm an Internet brand strategist by trade, I'm on the Internet all day. So flashing ads, pop-ups, you know, whether I want to be exposed to a lot of this stuff or not, I don't really have a choice. But I do have a choice on how much I can let in and, you know, when we talk about letting stuff in, it's funny because a year 
year ago, I would have been so stressed out about what's happening today. I've got um, back to school night for my kids tonight. And, you know, my ex is being my ex and parading his new wife around and making drama wherever he can go. And the old Sam would have been mortified. I would have been like, oh, I got to say something. I got to do something. The new Sam, after, you know, having some spiritual enlightenment, and, and a lot of it is my discussions with you, Linda, and, and reading Rasha's work, as well as some of the spiritual masters that are coming on in the coming weeks, is that I can just sit back and look at it and watch it unfold like a movie script without having to do anything, without having to get involved, without making an emotional investment. And I'll tell you, that's that that's really a kind of a peaceful place to be. I agree 100% because every time I look at a situation, um, whether I want to jump in or I don't, I say, you know, is it worth it? Because every time that you get all stressed out, you get nervous, you get kind of crazy, or you have to be right, being right is like a, a big thing for so many, so many of us. You have to look at the collateral damage. Well, if I go do the things that I would normally do, you know, what else is going to happen? You know, what kind of negativity, what kind of bad vibration am I going to send out? And um, if it's not worth it, you know, you just let it float by like a cloud. Well, and, you know, when you talk about, you know, is it worth it, the the – you know, the, the, the collateral damage, the, the real fallout, the real cost to being right, a lot of times is, is really high, much higher than I think we realize at the time. And I, I learned this through a, you know, a very difficult divorce and running a company and burying my mom. You know, I was in a lot of high emotional, high pressure situations in the past couple of years. And I realized that as I let go of my desire to be right, to really step back and go, does it really matter if you're right? Then I can take a breath. I can realize that in being right, I can sometimes hurt my friends, hurt my family, hurt my kids, hurt myself. You know, with all this desire to be right, um, I can be right quietly. I can I can be right in my head and think, well, in my thought world, as my you know thought identity, I believe I'm right. But I don't need to have the validation. I don't need to have the whatever it is control. control you know, yeah, control over other people and what they think. Yeah, it's no, absolutely really liberating. It is very liberating, and the bottom line is. You're, you're so much more at peace when you're in that space than you are in the uh, constantly fighting back. I've got to be right. I have to be in control. I don't care what it takes because that's when all that collateral damage comes up. And it just, it just ain't worth it. And I think as you get older, you realize how it just ain't worth it. So something, you just have to let a lot of things just go by like those clouds. And tomorrow yeah. is another day. <laughs> Or I like the thing, like I tried the cloud thing. The cloud thing never really worked for me. But what worked for me is watching things unfold like it's a television show. And, yeah. you know, I was in court last month, you know, again, part of this nasty divorce stuff. And uh, I was able to sit there and watch the attorneys run around and watch the social workers run around and, you know, watch my ex and his uh, girlfriend at the time, you know, conspiring and whispering. And, you know, and it was like a um, law and order 
murder episode for me. And I went into that whole situation with a very Zen feeling going, you know what, this is including me, but it's not about me and I'm not going to make it about me. And that was, I felt like I had this like hedge of protection around me going, you know what, you're not going to draw me in. You're not going to draw me out of myself. It's just not going to happen. And I'll tell you, that's a really powerful feeling, much more powerful than trying to control. That's right. And and you've shared with me the the result of you being in that in that state and that consciousness is everything worked out really, really well for you that day. It did. And it yeah. has continued. Um, you know, anybody I think that's going through any high emotional drama, you know, we all have that in our life, whether it's death, divorce, um, uh, sickness, you know, all these things oh. just ramp our energy up. Absolutely. And, you know, we have no, we don't have a lot of control over what's coming. We, we don't know what's around the corner, but, you know, we certainly can put, try to put ourselves in that space where can handle it. Right. And well, and I think if you step back a little bit and go, is this really about me? Does this really affect me? And, you know, when you ask yourself those questions in the midst of what's going on, if your answer is no, this really isn't about me, if this really doesn't affect me, then just sit there and watch it. You don't have to participate in everything. You don't always right. have to say something. And I think, you know, we're, we're trained as, you know, this internet, you know, generation of, you know, participation and blogging and everybody has a voice. And I think that there's a, a place in the world for that. But there's also a place for just sit down, shut up and, and let it go. <laughs> Yes, I I agree with you 100%. Yes, you know, you just can't be involved in, in every drama that comes up because, you know, the consequences are, are big, uh, you know, with your health and your uh, and everything, your you know, your attitudes, and it's just, it's too much. So you have to put your, you have to have that time where you can be by yourself in your own space, in your own world um, to just, you know, just kind of shed all of that other stuff out because it's just, you know, this world is, I mean, I think they're testing us because it, it, it's, the energy is ramping up like crazy. I mean, you know, between the weather yes. and, 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 the, and the sickness and the wars and, and you know, some, the economy, you know, the problems, my God. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. There's too much going on. There's too much uh, demands for everything. And, you know, that's why I'm so excited with this uh, Soul Search Tuesdays, because we can really take a minute, take an hour out of our busy weeks to really think about what we're thinking, think about what we're watching, think about what we're feeling, think about how we're reacting. Because all these things I've, you know, come to learn, you know, after 40 years of walking this planet, Linda, are choices. We just don't know we're making choices because they become so automatic. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we we we're, we're kind of locked into a certain behavior, and until you really step back and really watch what your behavior causes to you and other people, it's like, you know, it's it, it is. It's becoming aware. I mean, this whole thing, and I and I'm I can't wait to talk to Rosh about it. It's awareness, but so many people are just walking around. They're just not aware of. 
the damage they may be doing or or other people are are doing so you 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 just you have to be you have to be conscious you have to be aware and um i think that that's so important it is it is well you know what i am becoming more conscious i'm becoming more aware i know you are i think that's part of the fun of running this radio show um my name is sandra beck and i am the host of powered up talk radio with linda franklin and from new york to los angeles we've got you covered and we are going to bring to you more of our soul search tuesdays with rasha after the break so you're going to want to check this lady out she is really really neat the concept of oneness that she writes about not only her book oneness but the journey to oneness chronicle of spiritual emergence is really going to make a difference uh in your life and the funny thing is it doesn't take 10 weeks it doesn't take lots of money all it takes is just a change in the way we're thinking we've got lots more powered up with sandra beck and linda franklin after these messages Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live as thought leaders you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change for more on donna check out her website gamechangerthinking.com then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on wise up radio with donna kimbrand tuesdays at 1 p.m eastern here on the rockstar radio network are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And as promised, we are bringing on Rasha, the author of Oneness, A Journey to Oneness and the Calling. And one of the hopes that we have with our Soul Search Tuesdays is that we can be the thought leader that helps change your thought identity. Because when we change our thoughts, when we change our way of thinking, when we change our way of being, we can actually find intense gratitude and happiness and satisfaction in our 
our lives in a way that no product or service or achievement can do. And so it's with great pleasure that I bring on Rasha uh, to talk to us today about her amazing books and her amazing journeys and, and bring us some tangible information that we can start using today to live a better life. Uh, Rasha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here with you tonight. Rasha, this is Linda. I read Oneness uh, a couple of years ago, and I just got through Journey to Oneness. And it's taken taken some time. It's taken some time because, you know, you have to digest what you're reading because um, there's so much to absorb. Um, And the thing that I really liked about your your book and how it's really changing my life is that you were a businesswoman, you were mm-hmm. married, you had children, and um, all of a sudden you started to get these messages um, that you knew were not coming from you. And um, I and I have friends that um, that's happened to, but it's never happened to me. And they call me the bridge <laughs> because I believe absolutely. I believe all of that, but I've never experienced it. So, um, I how come that some people can have those experiences while others who who believe in it a hundred percent cannot? Um, if you're talking about um, hearing divine messages or uh, being a messenger, everybody isn't meant to have that experience. They told me I signed up for this before coming into this lifetime. I don't remember ever signing up for this. I don't <laughs> think if I had been given the choice as an adult, I would have signed up for this. But um, it was, for me, very natural. And when I started to do it, it was so easy. It was like I had done it for a million years. Um, I think people have a false idea of what connecting with their divine source is about, what they should expect. This is not necessarily about hearing voices and transcribing the Word of God. Some of us have been trained to do that. But what is possible is to connect with that divinity on a feeling level. Yeah. That's what's being made available for everybody, to get to that sense of inner peace and joy and well-being. That is well within the reach of everybody, and that's what these books talk about, Would you how say, to do that. Yes, they certainly do. And Would you say your, one of your primary messages is to, you, you, know, you know, teach is not a good word or not try to convince, but mm-hmm. just from your own experience, Share, I think share, share is the word. That's the word. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. we, we, all of us, are m- more powerful than we could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And realizing who we are and what we can do can change our lives. That's absolutely true. We are not who we've been led to believe we are. We go through the motions of life with an idea of a separate identity and having to get out there and be different and all of that. That's not who we are at all. That's the ego identity that's in separation. When you're willing to risk setting that aside for a while and focusing on um, a different kind of 
an, an aspect of yourself, when you surrender to that, you, um, you reveal, you uncover something you never dreamed was there. Yeah. It, it's, and it's you. It's and not, it, it's not other than you. It's not some stranger or some otherworldly presence. This is you, but a higher octave of yourself. Yes, you know, uh, in a, sort of the ascended you. Exactly. Right. Well, what I know in my own world now, in my own life, when I when I get drawn back into like crazy bill, I call it, I, <laughs> I, I say, okay, I am in my Linda Franklin consciousness now, and, and I know where this is going, and it ain't good. If I can just sort of switch off into my oneness consciousness, that mm. things are going to be, I'm going to act different, the, the result is going to be different, yes. and I'm, it's, just let it go. That's the opportunity. In the heat of the moment, you have a choice. You can either focus on the provocation or the external thing that's trying to get your attention, or in that moment, you can call a timeout on all that and focus on the source within. It's almost like you detach from whatever it is that's pushing your buttons in that moment, and you go to source. It's like all of it sort of melts away. And when you go back and you return to whatever that situation was, it looks very different. It's not quite so excruciating or aggravating or whatever <laughs> it is that, that was trying to hook you. It's, it's shifted. So when you have these opportunities, you learn to reprogram yourself and to respond in a different way, not to to approach things with a knee-jerk reaction of right. having to be right about things. And, and having read your book, I know that, and even for you, and I, and I know that you are, you know, ascending at a different level, it's, just, it's hard because in your book, you kept, you kept going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And even oh. with all of the messages and, mm. of, that you were getting from oneness and all of these other masters, mm. it, it was hard for you to, to actually believe it. <laughs> well, it's hard to integrate it. You can you can believe it mentally. You can really get it. But um, to get to the point where you automatically apply it, yeah. that's the opportunity. And that takes practice. Like going to the gym. It's yes. like anything else. You need to get good at this. And uncondition yourself from the responses that normally would come forth from you. You reprogram yourself to respond to life's prompts in a very different way. And you know, because you've read this book, that I had to go through these exercises over and over and over again. I heard it, I transcribed it, I wrote it down, I could explain it, but life put me to the test. Yeah. Oh my God, there I went again. Right. So, and it seems every t- well, you had experiences in India, but when you came back to the states to do the things that you had to do here, it was like, whoops, mm-hmm. the, the dam broke, <laughs> and all, yep. it all kept pouring out. And you know, it's very purposeful. This yeah. is not a mistake. This is is building a foundation for a very different perspective to predominate in your identity. That's what we're begin- being given the opportunity to perfect. In all the repetition that life hands you, 
I don't know about you, but for me, it was the same old story over and over again. Yeah. And for many people, oneness calls this your life theme. This, these are the things um, that you've come into this lifetime to work on. And it seems like the same story is happening, different names and faces, but there's a common thread that runs through it. That is not a mistake. It doesn't mean you've done something wrong. It means you're working on what you're supposed to be working on in this lifetime, getting to the core issues that you've come into this lifetime to work on and being able to respond in a way that serves you, that supports you instead of undermines you like so many of us have done all these years, thinking, you know, eventually we get it right. <laughs> Just because you do, you do it a thousand times wrong doesn't mean you're going to shift it. You have to consciously shift it and do it in a different way. So well, and that's Russia, what I learned. Sandra. Oh, hi. Actually, this is, hi, this is Sandra, and I'm the spiritual dummy on the group. Linda will tell you. She's the one who's read this whole book. I'm the one who sat here and made highlighter notes. Um, and I will tell you, I'm in my 40s. I'm divorced with two small children. I run my own oh. company and care for my 80-year-old dad. So when I first saw your book, and it was gigantic, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to press flowers with it. Um, but I, I did open it up and I did um, I did start making my way through it because um, there's things in there that like you know in Linda's case she has time and 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 the ability to sit quietly that it's never quiet in my house um, <laughs> but when you when I read your book um, and I really did read it, I would take a page or two at a time in the bathtub I would take it in the bathroom with me the mm, only places I'm not perfect. bothered with my highlighter, and then I would take one phrase that you wrote that really spoke to me, and I, you know, and I have them peppered throughout the book. It's it's quite colorful now, your book, um, because I would hold on to one of these things and figure out, like, how can I respond in a different way? Because I got to the age of 40, divorced and single with, you know, mm -hmm. debt and all this stuff. And I thought if I keep doing the same thing, you know, I'm going to end up where I am again. And mm -hmm. one of the things that you wrote, and this is, I, I wanted to bring this up. You wrote, you have done nothing wrong. You have created for yourself a very interesting example by which to learn this material. Now, mm -hmm. when you wrote that, that spoke to me because I had all these feelings of like, oh, I failed in a marriage. Oh, I've got myself into debt. Oh, I've got a house I can't afford. I have kids I don't know how to raise, you know, <laughs> all these things. And mm -hmm. I would call up Linda, you know, Linda's one of my closest friends, also, you know, co-host. And we would talk about like the conditioning and changing outcomes and changing the parameters in which you create. And then I went back to the bathtub two nights later and I read, if you want to change the outcome, it is necessary to change the parameters which create it. If you wish to manifest okay. unity with the all creation, it's necessary to manifest with your own being. I have <laughs> held on to these things like a lifetime instead of screaming at my kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so when we come back from the break, Rasha, I'm going to oh have you identify some of these these yeah, characteristics that you talk about in tangible terms for spiritual dummies like me. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. This is Powered Up Talk Radio with Linda Franklin. Our guest today is Rasha. She's written the book Oneness, A Journey to Oneness, A Chronicle of Spiritual Emergence. Worth reading. Check it out, onenesswebsite.com. When we come back from the bake, more from Rasha. 
we've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your high-on-life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week... She will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 40. Hi, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And our guest today is Rasha. She has written the book Oneness, A Journey to Oneness. And before we went on the break, we were talking about how to get different results, how to relate uh, in a different way, how to respond in a different way. What are some choices uh, that we have uh, in the way we think, you know, with respect to kind of what we think of reality, what we think in real time versus what we imagine. And I know, Linda, you have a great question uh, for Rasha to open the discussion. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Rasha, for, the, for our listeners, she spends 10 years, uh, 10 years, <laughs> 10 months of the year in, uh, in India and a she has a very, very lovely spiritual practice, which I believe that she's, she can tell us. But, you know, every day she is, you know, really involved in that. And then she comes back to the States to work out all, you know, the, I guess the more the things that need to be done so she can spend 10 months in India. <laughs> so all of us um, are not going to be doing that. And I want to ask, how, how much more difficult is it for you to be in this wonderful, calm, joyful place here taking care of your business versus <laughs> being in India doing your own thing? That is the challenge, and that's the <laughs> challenge for all of us, um, be it, you know, 10 months in Pittsburgh or 10 months in India, um, is to be able to prioritize to be able to make the spiritual life important 
and not to, to push it aside because there's a thousand and one other things that are screaming at you that need to be done. Um, that's the challenge for all of us, whether regardless of where we're living, is um, to remember that the spiritual life matters too if you're on a spiritual path and you really want to experience the kinds of results that are possible. You need to make it a priority in your life. It's important. So, um, yeah, I learned to be disciplined. Yeah. <laughs> and to do it right. It's it's very difficult um, to juggle a career and kids and a relationship and all the things we try to do so well and also to make time for a spiritual life which essentially requires some solitude. Rasha, I want to ask you about that because, again, I'm, I'm representing the spiritual dummies here because if you <laughs> tell me what it looks like, if you show me what it looks like, I'm a really good modeler, and I know most of the women that listen mm. to the show you know, can model what something looks like, but we're not all good at creating it from, like, scratch. So when you say things like, you know, spiritual, you're creating a spiritual practice or a life is important, it's vital, it's what yeah. does that look like, you know, like, because I can't. I get it. It's like, am I meditating in the bathtub? I mean, what does that look like for somebody like me? Meditating in the bathtub is a perfect choice. Um, Walking through the forest is a perfect choice. The thing that oneness emphasizes, and, you know, we should back up and say that the source of the wisdom in this book didn't come from me. I transcribed it like a secretary taking dictation um, from a source I know is oneness. Um, Oneness tells us that every spiritual journey is unique. There's no template here. And when you read these books, especially the last one, which talks about my spiritual journey, this tells about how I did it. But really, this is not a paint-by-numbers experience. This is something you're going to want to do in the way that feels good to you. You you make it up your own way. Um, this is the school of spirituality that is... Um, governed by self-empowerment. This is not something that you're going to read about it and try to copy somebody else's way. You can do that. You can definitely um, integrate a tried and true spiritual path. You can definitely do this through the path of religion, but you don't have to. You can make it up. You can get into the bathtub. I sure did with candles and incense and soft music and talk out loud to God. In fact, that's what I did in the very beginning because that shifted me into another gear. It allowed me to surrender into the place where I was able to get into my heart space. And then the magic happens. So, well, and that's, I, that's one of the I, things you talk about. Like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's one of the things you talk ahead. about. Like the, what the mantra word, like, you know, I was trying, I really worked on that, you know, and there's some of us that need props to kind of crack open the hard nut, you know, to get to mm-hmm. the gooey inside because, yeah. you know, we've walked around, you know, padded and protected and put our own shells up. And what you're talking about is opening up an aspect of ourselves that a lot of us have either ignored or not even been aware of being there i think it's more the latter people don't know how to go about having this experience they're reading about in the books they're trying to intellectualize the process mentally that you you can't get to with the mind 
This is not about understanding metaphysical principles. That's philosophy. This is about being willing to surrender and be that vulnerable and open up to not only have the intention to connect with your God source, but being, being willing to receive it, being, being in a state of surrender. So it's a delicate balance between intent and receptivity. How do you, how do you get to that place in yourself? Well, you sure don't do it in a group setting in a weekend workshop. That, that'll lay a foundation for you so that you can understand what's happening to you when it finally happens. But what you want to do is create these sacred moments for yourself. So many people will set up an altar in a room, and that can be nothing more than a little table where you put sacred objects. That's the place where you sit when you want to have these experiences possibly or meditate. Um, it's about setting the stage for a beautiful moment between you and you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many people think that it's, you know, it comes from somewhere else. And even in your book, uh, at the beginning you were struggling with, you know, I need, I was told I need a guru, I need a guru, I need a guru, is my guru coming? Right. And, and oneness is saying, no, you don't need a guru, and you don't, don't need, need to do all the things that you're doing, but you're choosing <laughs> to do them because they make you peaceful and happy. But you can, right. you can reach oneness without all of that, but everybody has a choice of how they want to get there. That's right, and that's, I was the guinea pig. <laughs> I was the one who had to go through the motions of going up all the false paths and realizing, okay, I don't need to be doing that, yeah. and getting back to basics, getting back to source. Um, and I encourage everybody to, you know, do it in the way that's right for you. If it is, you know, smelling roses or meditation, definitely, definitely to be encouraged. It's, in fact, in my opinion, the key to everything is learning to still the mind and learning to um, detach from all of the litany of mental messages your mind is feeding you constantly to be able to get into the stillness then the gateway to the heart can be discovered. Then the feeling of merging with your own divinity, that, that source, that indescribable state of beingness that is available to us, and tap into that and dissolve into that and to know it. And at the same time, to know it's not other than your own self. This is not like you're hearing voices from, that are coming in from the outside, from another place. It's so subtle. And you merge into another octave of your own being, and you start to look at the scenarios of your life, and it's the same exact movie, but it feels different. It looks different. The props are all there. They're all still the same. But how it affects you is different when you're coming from that place. So you, this is a state of beingness you want to be able to tap into often, again and again, until it becomes like breathing for you. Then 
ultimately you dissolve into it and you become that and that's who you are. But that's not something that happens like flipping a switch and it happens overnight and once you've had a taste of it, that's it, game over. That's where a lot of people fall down in this. They've had one ecstatic experiences, experience and they assume they're enlightened. <laughs> that's it. it. It's over. They did it. Um, it's not like that at all. This, this one that says is like a wave on the shore. The yeah. wave comes in, it caresses your toes. You get wet a little bit, but then the wave goes back and you're standing on solid ground thinking what just happened. It was so nice for a second, but here I am back in the old muck again. And then the wave comes back, you're in it a little deeper. Um, ultimately, you're up to your knees, so you know that something serious is happening when you go into these altered states. Um, but you're not in it totally, and the wave goes back. That gives you time to digest, to process, to understand what's happening. Ultimately, you get deeper and deeper and deeper into this experience of divine connectedness. Um, it becomes very, very intense. But even t up until the end, there's still a you, and there is the divine contact. Yeah. Until you dissolve and merge with it, and then there's no difference, it becomes you. And that takes time. It takes yes. practice. Yes. It took years. This book, A Journey to Oneness, is a seven-year segment of my life. Yes where I started off, and luckily the guru was there. The guru was inside, and I'm, I was one of the fortunate ones who was able to tune it in, no differently than tuning in a, a show on the radio station. Oneness was there for me, and I had the common sense to write it down. How did I get that smart? I don't know. Why did I write it down? I didn't know. I just did it, like instinctively, never dreaming anyone would read it. That was... My notes. Look, I hate to cut you off. I need to take us to commercial break. Uh, this is Powered Up Talk Radio with Linda Franklin and Sandra Beck. The book we're discussing today is Oneness and a Journey to Oneness by Rasha. That's spelled R-A-A, I'm sorry, R-A-S-H-A. You can find out more about her on Oneness website. You can also go to our website, Powered Up Talk Radio. You can see her biography, and there's a link to her site there. Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to answer a couple questions that came in on Facebook and one of the ones that I like the best so far coming in, and you're going to have to wait to hear the answer, is Rasha, with all her oneness and spirituality, does she ever get mad? Does she ever get frustrated? Does this take away all the drama in her life? So we're going to have to find that out after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. 
the online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess to success journey has taken her from life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're in excellent hands with Miriam Nicole. Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right, or check our recent guests in the blog below. Got a question for Miriam Nicole? Want to be a guest on her show? Email us at thequip at miriamnicolehuffman.com. And join us every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. If you could live your life true. This is Buzz Local Radio. We have the three topics here, and we just added a fourth because we started talking about hot dogs. <laughs> yes. Yep, in a band. He's in a band. We both had guitars, so I went over to his house Christmas Day that so day. We had to start a band. And uh, I think we wrote four or five that songs that afternoon. And Cannibalistic Fish was one of them. I couldn't do the dreads. My mom would not Aww, let me wear my pants backwards sorry. to school either. That was wiggity, 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 wack. Yeah. Buzz Local Radio. Available for free download on toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hi, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are visiting today with Rasha, and she has written this great book that talks about uh, oneness and journey to oneness, and the only thing I can liken it to, girls, is when I was growing up uh, in the country, you could walk through a cornfield, and I know this sounds funny, but you could walk through a cornfield, and there were no billboards, there were no messages, there were no, I didn't have an iPod in those days, so you just were kind of alone with your thoughts, and you could go to this place uh, when you were just walking around in the corn that you know, I try to recreate sometimes uh, out here in Los Angeles when I'm really stressed. And while I was thinking that, one of the comments came in on Facebook, Rasha, um, from Ginger in Kansas City of all places. And mm. she wanted to know that with all your journey and spirituality and kind of Zen and, and oneness, like, do you still get mad? Like, does that, you know, do you still get upset and frustrated? Or, you know, have you just, like, ironed out all those wrinkles? That's a fabulous question. Um, personally, I get frustrated, yes. Do I get mad? No, I don't. And that's the difference. Um, what's fascinating about this, we started talking about the life themes and the same old thing happening over and over again. What I didn't tell you was 
um, what that is about is being able to find the common denominator that runs through all those experiences, and that has to do with an emotion that you are working on releasing the energy of. So if you are working on anger issues, your life is going to be filled with opportunities to feel anger. Why? Because it's your opportunity to release that energy. So that sort of thing stops happening. Um, there's a whole science in how to do that, um, letting go of the need to be right, knowing that in the heat of the moment you have a choice. You can either throw a log on the fire you're trying to put out, or you can say, wait a minute, time out. Um, what's it going to cost me to make a war over this? It's going to cost me my energy. I'm going to get completely out of control. And in the end, is it that important? You ask yourself that. You back off in the heat of the moment. And chances are you say, no, it's not that important. It's not worth it. And you don't make a full-scale drama over things that ordinarily you might have just because you're conditioned to. So... Ultimately, when you've gone through these episodes your whole life over and over again and you condition yourself to not respond in a predictable way, to feel it deeply but then choose to let it go, the energy that's drawing those kinds of experiences into you dissipates and over time that sort of thing just doesn't happen anymore. It's miraculous. That's what happened to me. So in answer to your listener's question, no, at this point, I have done the work, and I don't experience that emotion anymore. Do I get provocation? Of course I do. Everybody does. And do I feel frustrated? Sure I do. But do I choose to, to get out of control in a fit of rage? No, it doesn't happen. I, I don't feel that. Sadness, Rasha. You know, I was fascinated when you talk about mm. like looking through your life themes, following a common denominator to release the energy. Like the the anger made perfect sense to me. Like I yeah. got that. I've seen that in patterns in you know my friends' lives and my family's lives. But what about mm. sadness? There seems to be people in this world that just they have so many sad. Um, mm. There's just so much sadness, and I know I've gone through like a decade of sadness. So can you me answer too. to me like how do you release or can we talk just for a minute about releasing sadness? Absolutely. Give yourself permission to cry. But, you know, not, not to escalate it to the point, but in the moment when you feel it, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. So many of us have been trained to be strong, to be stoic, and we, we bury it, we stuff it. We don't let ourselves really feel deeply what is yearning to be released. So um, back to the bathtub, girls. Really, that's I did it with essential oils. I got into the bathtub, and I started talking out loud to God, who I call oneness. I started saying every prayer and psalm and mantra that I knew to put myself into a state of emotional vulnerability. And then suddenly I found I was talking to my dead mother and telling her all the things I wish I had told her and allowing wow. myself to feel the loss and allowing myself to grieve for her. I've never, to I've never told this on the air before, but yes, that's what I did. That's how I got to the depths of the pain that I didn't even know was there. 
it's so it's so crazy that you say that because I was just talking to a friend of mine today and he said he did, you know, he was doing the same thing. I don't know if he was in the bathtub, but he's been having, his mom died in January and he's having many, many conversations with her and she's answering back. I said, well, she, she she says, no, it's like a feeling. It's like when you're with your dog, you, you, Mm -hmm. you just look at them and you, you know what they want. You can feel it. And he says, it's the same way. And and I got very angry with her for leaving, but I said, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And so you said that. And then he just said that to me this morning. So that's like, wow. You're not doing this to expect a reply from the other side. That's not what I'm saying. It's a release. This, this is to get to the depths of your own feelings. Yeah. To get in touch with the emotion that maybe is too much to bear. So you stuff it. You, yeah. you don't allow yourself to feel that much pain because it's scary. Nobody wants to feel that. You're right. It's, it's easier to take a deep breath and hold it in. Rasha, do you think that the universe or oneness or whatever you want to call our reality, because I think it's so funny that that's the reality. What we think is not the reality is the reality, and, and what we think is that's not the it's like It's, it's just like it's turned flipped. upside down. But do you think the universe is causing all of this turmoil in the world, whether it's yes. wars or climate or Ebola or whatever, every time you turn on the news, it's, it's another crisis that's another fear. Do you mm-hmm. think that that's you know it's so and it's accelerating at rocket speed? Is that so? More people will will go inside and try to find their own peace because they're not going to get it externally anymore. Well, it, the way you phrased the question, it presumes that there is an outside that's separate from us that's doing it to us. In fact, We're doing that it. world. That world that we share, that we experience together, is nothing more than a reflection of the energy that each of us is putting out there in the ethers. Collectively, we're watching the movie that is no more than an illustration of that energy. Boy, then it's it's really sad energy. No, it's, it's awful, yes, but change is the order of the day. How is change going to come about? Yeah. By doing away with what no longer serves us. Yeah. And sometimes that looks like destruction. It has to be. The new cannot come in until the old gives way. So what we're, we're witnessing is the exodus of the old paradigm and all of the ways it manifested. Many structures that we thought were carved in stone are disintegrating. They're, they're tumbling before our very eyes. Governments, religions, beliefs that we thought were indestructible. We see that this, we are living in an ever-shifting reality. And what is, we are preparing the ground for what could be, for what potentially we could be experiencing. So we are, um, a culture a um a humanity that is in flux right now and the way to shift this in the pos- the most positive possible way is to know that you get one vote to know that the vote you cast on the ethers is the highest and the best in every moment and to reach out and touch those people who you're 
in contact with so that they understand how important it is that we put out positive energy, that we don't give in to, um, you know, venting and um, putting negative vibes out when somebody cuts us off in traffic, (laughs) that sort of thing. Um, Because the world that we're experiencing together reflects it. And what we want is a smoother ride through this transition in, into another octave of experience. Yeah. I think people are desperate for change, but the change has to come from each one of us. That's it. This is not like the world is doing it to us. We are doing it to us mm-hmm. together. Yeah. How Rasha, this like is Sandra. To have I've got to close out the show shortly, um, and I want to have you back. I'm going to bring you back from India if you will allow us. You can Skype in from India. But one, what one piece of advice, and you've got about a minute to do it, I'm sorry, but what one piece of advice could you give our listeners today that they can start doing right now? I would say meditate and go to onenesswebsite.com where there's all sorts of wonderful things. The best quotations from these books are available as an email series. It's free. It's gorgeous. Sign up for it. That's something that will serve you every day for the next year. I would say that's a powerful thing to do. Onenesswebsite.com. Too. On this website, O N E, sorry, O N E. N-E-S-S-W-E-B-S-I-T-E, all one word, uh, dot com. There, there are fabulous things available. And, uh, yeah, it's my gift to you. Please come. Wonderful. Well, well, thank you. Beautiful, beautiful gift to give from a beautiful writer and a beautiful woman. My name is Sandra Beck, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio with uh, Linda Franklin. The book you want to buy is... Uh, oneness and a journey to oneness. These are chronicles of spiritual emergence. I will tell you they're long, but they're chock full of lots of good stuff. Linda and I have both enjoyed reading them. We're better people for it. And next week we're going to continue our soul search Tuesdays. So you're going to want to come back. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prominent career, is the brains behind The Real Cougar Woman. She shares her wisdom, grace, and laugh-out-loud opinions based on her stellar successes, both in the financial world and in in her personal life. Check out our website, poweredupwithbeckandfranklin.com and join us next week for another great conversation. We're here every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on toginet.com. <laughs>